Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 234 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, PT, and today we're going to be talking about the five signs and symptoms of AC joint arthritis. We'll be going over the anatomy of the AC joint, talk about some of the signs and symptoms. We'll be discussing special tests, and we're also going to talk about how that AC joint can affect the rotator cuff and so much more. But if you don't mind holding for a moment, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. At MedCore Professionals, we offer mobility aids, bracing and supports, compression garments, post-mastectomy care, and much more. Your health and well-being are important to us. Your recovery is our priority. Our certified team will guide you to the right products based on your medical needs, recent procedures, or mobility restrictions. Visit us on Route 1 in Scarborough or at MedCorePro.com. We are Mark and Kelly Hassett, owners of MedCore. And we keep you moving forward. This episode is sponsored by MedBridge. Harnessing the power of technology to help you advance your career and improve patient outcomes, MedBridge delivers over 2,000 evidence-based CE courses and more than 7,000 specialized patient exercises available whenever you need them from wherever you are. MedBridge goes beyond CEUs. They're leading the space. From interactive webinars led by top industry leaders to the first-ever HEP patient mobile app, MedBridge has taken learning to the next level for over 200,000 PTs, OTs, ATs, SLPs, and nurses, and those they serve. For a limited time, use promo code OEP to receive $175 off your annual subscription. Welcome back, everyone. So we're going to be chatting about the AC joint a little bit today. Um, Very, very small joint, and I think it gets missed quite often, actually, as a source of pain in the shoulder. So I want to bring some attention to it. I want to put it under the microscope today and uh, really break it down a little bit more. Um, We're not going to make this super complicated. I think the AC joint can really get crazy if you look at all the motions and and whatever that uh, it goes through. If we look at the joint configuration, it can be different for everybody. I mean, uh, sometimes the tip of the clavicle can be convex or concave and vice versa on the acromion. So little things to think about there, but let's just talk a little bit about some anatomy. So the first thing I like to do is find that AC joint, okay? So what I like to do is you know, put a hand on the clavicle and I just go lateral and I keep following laterally until I feel that little tip of clavicle where it meets the acromion. Um, And that is your AC joint. It's pretty easy to find. There's usually not a lot of um, adipose there and not a lot of muscle right over that AC joint. Um, It's a plain synovial joint and um, it's supported uh, it has its own capsule but also supported about with the AC ligament okay that helps to kind of keep it together now the AC joint also supports a little intraarticular disc when you're younger than two years old uh, that joint really doesn't even exist it's more of a fibrous union and um, what happens is as the child starts to move a little bit and starts to get that arm moving it 
develops a space there, a joint space between the clavicle and the acromion, and it's it's left with this little piece of fibrous um, tissue between the AC joint, okay, between the acromion and the uh, clavicle, and that acts as a little protective disc between the joints, okay, just like uh, your TMJ um, would, and um, so that helps to protect both of them when these joints are moving, which they do a lot, and um what happens though over time and and this is not over a lot of time like by the time you hit your mid-teens to 20 years old usually that disc is gone okay it's broken down it uh, gets reabsorbed by your body and then both sides of the joint start to wear down because of an excessive amount of shearing it moves so much and takes such a load um, you know whenever you abduct or flex the shoulder or you're weight bearing um, it really puts a lot of pressure on that AC joint and therefore you get this really significant degenerative breakdown of that AC joint and it happens really early. Like we can see people with AC joint pain and what looks like arthritic change between 20 and 25 years old. It's crazy. So don't forget that AC joint. And you've all seen those patients that have this really large spur right over that AC joint. One thing you need to remember is if that is spurring on the outside, it is also spurring on the inside. Okay, and remember what travels back and forth underneath the AC joint, okay, going from the supraspinatus fossa over to the greater tubercle, and that's your supraspinatus tendon going back and forth every time you're contracting that arm and lifting it and abducting it and flexing it. Um, it is contracting, it's going back and forth. And if you have a spur on the inferior side of that joint, it is going to chafe that rotator cuff just like a rope on a rock, okay, on a sharp rock, as a matter of fact. Um, if you take a look at, at x-rays of AC joint arthritis or AC joint spurs, you should do it sometime. It's pretty impressive how sharp that spur can be and how much fraying it can cause to that rotator cuff. So with that being said, how do we determine if the AC joint is the source of pain or a pain contributor in the shoulder when people have generalized, you know, shoulder discomfort. Well, number one, palpation. Okay, it's really simple. You find that AC joint, you get that clavicle, you follow it out laterally, you put a little pressure right on the AC joint. As a matter of fact, every time I do these talks and, and I'm podcasting, I'm doing this stuff on myself as I talk. It's just a habit. I don't know if it's because I'm French and I use my hands like 110% of the time. But I'm out there and I'm looking for my AC joint right now and that little sucker is sore. Um, and uh, I'm really not quite sure why. Maybe it's starting to develop some arthritis and I'm getting old. But um, so you find that spot. Palpation is really the number one way to identify if your AC joint is um, the source of discomfort. Next, what I like to do is um, I like to do the horizontal adduction test. So you basically flex the patient's arm up to 90 degrees straight in front of them. And then you horizontally adduct right across the body. Now, remember, you're not internally rotating the arm like you do with a Huck and Kennedy test. So I will have a video in the show in the links um, so that you can take a look at this video and how it is uh, supposed to be done. If you do that test, they will complain of some discomfort and or crepitus in that AC joint. So they can pretty much put a finger on where the problem is when you do that. The other test I like to do as a special test is called the AC shear test, where you basically clasp your hands 
One hand, one palm is basically on the uh, upper portion of the scapula, and the other palm is on the clavicle, not on the AC joint, but just medial to that, closer to the neck. Um, and what you do is you squeeze that clavicle a little bit, and it's going to grind it in that AC joint and cause some irritation. They will complain of pain out by that AC joint. Okay, so that's called the AC shear test. I have a video of that also. Um, the next test I like to do is called the O'Brien active compression test. So if I'm doing the O'Brien test for a labral tear and the patient says, I have this pain right here and they point to the AC joint, not to the posterior part of the shoulder, then that is considered a um, an O'Brien's active compression test where it stresses that AC joint while that arm is horizontally adducted about 15 degrees and the thumb is turned down uh, and the shoulder is flexed to 90 degrees. And so if they complain of pain in that area, that's a positive O'Brien's active compression test. And the last thing I look for is, you know, some crepitus directly in the AC joint while I'm doing my special tests and even with just general range of motion okay so I make sure that I identify that it's the AC joint and not the bicipital tendon or the subacromial space um, that is causing uh, the problem here so those are the five key signs and symptoms that somebody may have an AC joint involvement now it's not uncommon to have other issues you know a partially rotated torn rotator cuff or maybe a biceps tendonitis adhesive capsulitis um, sometimes the AC joint will you know, rear its ugly head alone, but not often. Usually there's something else going on. Um, and so it's important that you kind of take a look at that AC joint to see if it is also generating pain. How do you treat this aggravated AC joint? Okay, well, most of the time it is arthritic. It's starting to break down. You're, you'll lose that little hyaline cartilage that you have left in there. Um, and uh, it's pretty much bone on bone and sharp tips and spurs. But, you know, sometimes... Um, a patient may be doing activities that are repetitive that just causes inflammation in the joint and uh, that inflammation just needs to settle down. So the first thing I do is I look at, you know, what started this, if it started suddenly. And, um, you know, if they're the type of person who maybe they uh, they d they deliver for Grubhub or something like that and they're always putting their seatbelt on, reaching across their body and causing some compression at the AC joint, we might try to figure out how can we, you know, modify that, like grab the seatbelt with the left hand, bring it halfway across the body and then take it with the right hand and put it in place so you're just not crossing the body so much. Or if they do a lot of painting and they reach overhead or, you know, whatever their activities might be that is aggravating that, maybe we try to modify that somehow. Um, I like to personally use iontophoresis with uh, dexamethasone and sodium phosphate on that area. The one reason I like to do that is because there's really no other soft tissue besides your um, acromioclavicular ligament and your joint capsule and then basically skin. So there's not a lot of adipose, not a lot of muscle, and therefore that medication is getting driven really nicely into the joint. Um, I then will follow this up with some scapular strengthening as long as the AC joint does not become too stressed. Uh, I avoid all of those painful AC joint motions just to keep them comfortable and not ag agitate it. Now, some people will do well with a cortisone injection, but I'm going to tell you one thing. It is a very, very tight pressurized space that is very hard to get into. And I've never had anybody say that they enjoyed 
getting their AC joint injected. Okay, now a lot of people can tolerate injections elsewhere, but the AC joint is one of those areas besides the heel that is extremely, extremely painful. Not only because of the needle going into the area, um, and oftentimes it's it's through arthritic tissue and a very tight capsule, um, but it's it, the joint is pressurized. So now you put this liquid in there, and it expands and it causes distension to the joint. So it really takes a couple of days for the body to reabsorb that uh, medication and for it to do its thing. But if you get the injection and you have this significant decrease in pain and the injection was given intra-articular at the AC joint, then you can rule out you know, the rotator cuff, the bicep tendon, and all these other structures if all you did was inject inside the AC joint and there was significant improvement. So not only can it be helpful, but it can be very diagnostic. Um, and, um, you know, and, 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 and that may be just a way to identify if it's only that joint or not. And then, you know, um, as we talked about with many other diagnoses, surgery is sometimes in the works. Oftentimes when people have rotator cuff repairs, they'll, they'll have, you know, a subacromial decompression, they'll have a bursectomy, and they'll have excision of uh, maybe part of the AC joint or all of the AC joint. They'll have, you know, um, a distal clavicle excision. They'll take that crusty part off the end of the clavicle, and um, it just doesn't strike the uh, chromium as hard, and uh, that can take a lot of pressure off. Unfortunately, these are pretty painful after surgery. And uh, so they can actually be more painful than the rotator cuff repair that also happened at the same time. So um, take that into consideration when explaining that type of stuff to the patients. But uh, sometimes, and I just had a a young patient, uh, you know, about 40 years old, who just had an AC joint resection, which was the uh, primary um, part of his surgery. And uh, he has done exceptionally well. And I really, wish I would have videoed that one for you folks because it was pretty significant. There was a lot of crepitus, a lot of pain, especially with horizontal adduction. And he was a very active guy and it was bothering him all the time, even to the point where when you're sleeping at night and it's compressing the AC joint a little, if you lay on your side, um, it can really keep you up. So um, it, it was a very successful surgery and a very successful rehab afterwards. He's very strong now. Just met with him recently and uh, doing excellent. So um, that is our talk today on the AC joint. I really want you to, if you were to take anything from today's podcast, it's, you know, spend a little more time around that AC joint, identify it, um, and just hone in on it just a little bit more so you don't miss it when evaluating your patients because you can really make somebody worse if you neglect that AC joint and you're stressing the arm maybe into extremes of flexion or abduction or trying to optimize mobility, but the AC joint is getting aggravated in the background, um, that can make things worse and you really don't want that for your patients. So um, pay a little more attention to your AC joint and um, I'm sure you will do much better and feel much more confident with your shoulder evaluations. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you have any questions, please um, send me an email. The link is in the show notes. And uh, uh, please feel free to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and or any other station that uh, you follow. And uh, folks, again, take care and be kind to each other. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.